shotglassdigital.com. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we're just geeking out about a few snippets and some things to celebrate as we uh, just march into the summer that's going to be geek-tastic. I just said geek-tastic. It's fine. It's your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Everybody, hello. I will never start a show like that again. <laughs> why, why would I ever do that? Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, I know this is weird for Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out. I'm Steve Glosson, glad to be along with you. But something has come across the desk in the, in the 11th hour. Something has come to my attention. Uh, we got to make our way down to Florida, ladies and gentlemen, where we know it's never safe to be this is some big honking show stuff but we're going to do it anyway it's time for a little florida news what the florida (laughs) wt florida everybody florida news got some crazy people doing some crazy stuff in the crazy little state florida news Man, oh man, a Cape Coral man. I mean, I'm not going to bury the lead. (laughs) A Cape Coral man faces prison for beating an alligator to death behind his home. Uh, The Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission said Paul Trimble, uh, 36, of Cape Coral, was arrested Saturday morning after he hooked and landed a six-foot gator in a canal behind his southeast 13th Street home and then beat it to death with a baseball bat and a shovel. When <laughs> shovels, when baseball bats just aren't enough. <laughs> That's terrible. That's horrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm Charles Barkley, and I'm just here to say that's terrible. It's terrible that a man would go behind his house and catch a gator and beat it to death with a baseball bat and then a shovel. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's terrible. Terrible. I've gotten into my Charles Barkley and I can't... It's terrible. It's like that movie that Shaq was in. It's terrible. Kazam, you've seen that? Terrible. He wasn't that good in Steel either. I don't know why they made a Steel movie. It's terrible. Terrible. But this man down in Florida is also terrible. Terrible man for beating an alligator to death. Terrible. Uh, FWC Officer Stuart Spode said Cape Coral Police at first responded to the area on reports of a prowler... 
when neighbors saw lights and heard noises uh, behind um, behind the Trimble home. I think we got a little bit of this going on too, guys. Um, <clears throat> That's right. We've been struck by a smooth criminal down here in Florida as well. Um, he started telling us that he killed the gator, Spode said. He said he hooked it on a fishing lure and reeled it in. Spode said Trimble also said he'd done it before, but did not realize it was against the law. Hey! Hey, I didn't realize it was against the law to beat a gator to death. You've been hit by Well, sir, since you put it that way, we're just going to let you go. We didn't realize that you didn't know that you couldn't beat an alligator to death. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, he added there had been no complaints of a nuisance gator in that area, and Trimble did not say he killed the reptile because it was a threat. Uh, yeah, what we got here is a man uh, that killed the alligator uh, with with a bat and, uh, and also a shovel. Um, he didn't do it because the gator was a threat. He did it because he reeled it in. And uh, he never said it was a threat. He just said he didn't realize it was against the law. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, uh, Trimble's charge is a third-degree felony for illegally killing the alligator. And Spode said the judge could give him a lengthy sentence depending on any past similar occurrences. I mean, I killed a badger once. <laughs> Your Honor, uh, my client uh, would has something to say. Or, or uh, well, I have some questions for your client, Mister Trimble. Uh, have you ever done anything or been uh, incarcerated or caught for anything similar than this before? I mean, I killed a badger once, but I didn't use a shovel or a bat. I just uh, I grabbed a stick and beat the beat the tar out of it. Sir, where did you find a badger? The zoo. <laughs> Uh, we asked him, we asked him what he was going to do with the gator, this is Spode talking, and he said he was going to call us to come pick it up. I mean, we were on our way to Florida Wildlife Commission, that's us. Uh, the wildlife officer said it's rare in Florida to see a crime like this one. This is kind of a first. Every once in a while you get people feeding the gators or poaching, but not for killing them for no reason. He didn't, listen, I don't, um, here's the thing. It's, um, six foot alligator little bit bigger than me. You reel him in. You know what? I'm not saying the man was right, but we do know if you listen to the Big Honkin' Show, you know there's this thing on the horizon we call the animal apocalypse. The animals are trying to take over. They're trying to defeat humanity in all of its humanness and uh, basically take over the world. I, 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 I don't know if old Trimble should be heralded as a hero or, or put away as a villain. I just know that... Uh, I would like to see him get a weapon, choose a weapon, and keep one because he's going to be no good to anybody in a zombie apocalypse. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to use my shovel or my baseball bat to kill the zombies. Uh, I'll just take both. We can't, we don't have time for you to take both. Carl! Carl! He can't take both, Carl! My dad says you can't take both. Well, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to use out there. Carl! Carl! It's walking Dead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, that's I, that just came across. The man said he had no idea 
that it was illegal to beat an alligator to death in the state of Florida, apparently uh, because it was for no reason. All he had to do was tell the, the Florida Wildlife Commission when they got there, it was coming at me, it was attacking me, I had no other recourse but to beat it to death, uh, first with a baseball bat and then with a shovel. Uh, I had to do it. That yeah, I was I was in a bind, um, but of course they uh, they 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 would not let him. Uh, thanks you guys for putting up with me so far on this show, and thanks to everyone who uses uh, the links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Amazon links are there. If you head there before you head to Amazon and click on those links and use them to do your Amazon shopping, it really helps out the show in a big bad way. I got an email uh, from someone asking. Uh, about knowing uh, whether or not these things went through or, or how I could tell, that sort of thing. Uh, basically, yeah, I kind of know, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't track your purchases. I don't know who's buying what. I just know that it just shows me how many clicks and, and what's been made. So um, <clears throat> just use those links, and, and it really helps out the show, and I appreciate you helping out the show. No extra cost to you, the listener. No hidden fees, as they say. Just good old helping the show by doing what you'd normally do anyway and using those Amazon links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. And to those of you who support us directly at patreon.com slash geekoutloud, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. You guys have saved my life. We're adding new supporters. Uh, almost every week, it seems like one or two new people are popping up. And we appreciate everyone. You can check out the Goliverse Wall of Fame, where there's listed every supporter up through uh, this past month. Supporters, uh, you can check the check the people out there and see their superpowers they've been assigned. Find your own name, and if you don't like your superpower, get in touch with me. I'm kind of the Stanley of the Goliverse Wall of Fame. I will change your power the way that he changed the Hulk's color from gray to green between issue one and issue two. Our featured supporter this week is Allison Wiggins. Is there a family-friendly way to say B.A.? Because that's what Allison is. She's so strong and agile that some think she's an Amazonian princess. But that would just be too comic bookish. Allison Wiggins, our featured supporter at patreon.com slash geekoutloud this week. And we thank her and we thank all of you for your support there. Let's jump into some emails. Digging deep into the mailbag, um, Michael C. Smith chimes in with some Rebels talk. He says, what I want to see in Rebels, uh, it's Mike Smith. He says, what I'd like to see in Rebels, I want to see X-Wings. It's getting close to New Hope timeline, and X-Wings have to come into play soon. I'd like to see how they got them. Next, I would like to uh, like Hera to, complete in the, to compete in the Kessel Run. If all the hotshot pilots do it, I'm sure she knows about it. Next... I'd like to see the planet Alderaan. I don't remember any of the shows getting to getting too much into that planet. As for the Funko reaction figures, I do like these primarily for getting autographs at cons. One last thing about your book club discussion on Gollum. My opinion is, I pity the fool. Predictions? Pain. Um, yeah, Michael, I, I tell you, I do want to see some X-Wings and Rebels. I think that would be incredibly cool and, and be a great thing to get to see. 
in Rebels when it comes to going to Alderaan. I'm sure this Kessel Run thing, I, I, now we don't know what the Kessel Run is anymore. Um, it was a spice kind of smuggling route um, from Kessel to somewhere else, apparently, uh, that Han Solo, of course, made in less than 12 parsecs. Uh, or 12 parsecs. It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. I don't know that it's a competition. I think it's more of a smuggler thing. So I don't think it's like the Cannonball Run. I don't think the Kessel Run is like the Cannonball Run where you have just a bunch of hotshot pilots get together and race um, on this particular route to, to win. I, don't, I think it's more of a smuggler's thing. And when time is money and uh, safety is money and speed is safety, then you want to take the routes that are best. And so uh, Han Solo made that pretty quick. So I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see her do anything like that. We have seen them go to Kessel. Uh, early on in, in the opening episode in Spark of Rebellion. Um, we didn't go to Alderaan in Clone Wars at all, I don't think. Uh, and we only saw it briefly at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, he mentions the Funko reaction figures. If you haven't seen these, they're pretty cool. They're, they're old um, movie properties, and in some cases newer movie properties, but done up in a three and three quarter inch style figure, much like the old Kenner uh, figures, the Star Wars figures uh, were done. Um, you can check those out. There's actually a link at geekoutonline.com to Entertainment Earth to a lot of those fun co-reaction figures. They're pretty cool, so um, so check those out. And thanks, Mike, uh, for sending that, your thoughts there in. Let's, uh, let's dig a little deeper here and see if we've missed anything. Um, we made sure to thank Mike Atkins for the theme music for Pass the Corn. Um, uh, let's see here. Chris Reyes from Story to Screen. This is a while back. Um, he says, several months ago, I emailed you about the production status of Tron 3. Both of us were very skeptical about a third film ever being made. Well, I'm here to tell you that production for Tron 3 will commence in the fall of 2015. Don't know about you, but I'm thrilled with excitement for the project. Not thrilled with anything but excitement. I'm thrilled with excitement. Uh, for the project, Tron, Tron Legacy was an awesome film experience, and I highly anticipate the next part. What about you? Agreed. Uh, um, I'm ready to step back into the world of Tron. They left us hanging a little bit. You know, you wonder what's going to come of, of 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 Sam and and what's going to come of Cora, and uh, and it, it, and we'll get into that a little bit in the snippets. But uh, of course, we want to see this. Uh, the other bit, the other, the other bit. Hmm, it's a cow's. It's cow's bits. Uh, the other bit of news concerns Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, let me uh, give me just a moment. Uh, this gets kind of into spoiler territory, rumory territory. We won't get into it. Uh, I, you know what? We try to stay spoiler. Though I'm not spoiler free. I try to keep everyone else spoiler free. Um, my thoughts on what you wrote in, Chris, is, uh, and you know the email from March 11, um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. In fact, I've heard that the, the actress whose name you mentioned is actually going to be possibly potentially playing, uh, a digital character or a puppet character. So, um, there you go. And I, and I'm sorry to everyone to keep that inside. I just don't want to, 
I know some people are really, there are people who don't go watch movie trailers. They'll wait until the movie started to step into a movie theater because they don't want to be spoiled by trailers. Guys, watch trailers. Trailers are awesome. Trailers are great. And you know what? If they spoil you, it's because usually the movie's not good enough to keep you unspoiled. And they got to get you in the theater. Serious business. For reals. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, Drew chimes in. He says, uh, wait, have we read this? Yes, we have. I think. I don't know. Yes, we did read this. We read this on last one. I did not unstart. Uh, Jay Galchik chimes in. Now, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, Jay was feeling blue about some Star Wars. First, I'd like to thank you for the very inspirational Star Wars speech on goal 125. I felt like I was in a locker room right before the big game or on the Area 51 runway listening to President Whitmore. But seriously, thank you. Thought I would give a status update. I've taken your advice and my excitement level has improved. I decided to reconnect with those original characters through Blu-rays. And while at work, I'm listening to the audio dramas, which I wish they've done with the prequels too, as do we all, Jay. But what has me the most excited is the 20 stories we're getting that'll lead us into The Force Awakens, like Aftermath and the Marvel's Journey to The Force Awakens. I know they won't have those EU characters, but I love, that I love, but it's really cool that we won't have to jump into The Force Awakens blind on where our original characters are, which one of the things I was not, which was one of the things I was not happy with. Also, I've read that the trailer's coming to celebration as well as news on Battlefront. So I guess it's fair to say that those cracks I talked about in my last email are starting to fill in. I'll always have those EU stories as my Star Wars, but I must listen to Yoda and unlearn what I have learned. And even though I tell everyone I will try, he says, no, try not. So I must do. Lastly, I want to clear up my list of TV shows I sent him before. They weren't necessarily in any particular order, especially since two of them haven't been released. But I will say without a doubt that Arrow stays atop in the Flash a very close second. I don't mind the serious tone in which the Arrow is done and have no problem with season one. I believe that this is the ver- that this version of Green Arrow is on a different journey than one of the comics. And when the show comes to an end and Oliver is the Green Arrow and the superhero we're looking for him to become, it'll be one heck of a journey for that character. Also, I watched these two shows on Hulu Plus on Thursday along with Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Needless to say, Thursday is awesome for me. <laughs> um, I want to respond this way, Jay, with your Arrow thing. Uh, look, I'm I'm not saying I don't dig the show. I don't dig it near as much as I dig The Flash. And, and I realized that this past week or so watching it, with all the Ra's al Ghul stuff and everything, or Ra's al Ghul, however you say it, with all that stuff that's been going on, I'm just like, and Felicity cries every episode, and Felicity is a great character, and she's fun, and just let her stop crying. Um, it doesn't, I don't, I'm confused as what they're doing with the Atom. Uh, he, right now, he's more of like an Iron Man character instead of a, a shrinky guy, and he needs to be more of a shrinky-dink kind of guy than an Iron Man character. Um... But I just, I, I watch this show, and there just is no, I go back to, and, and, and where you say this he's on a different journey than the one in the comics, that's my problem. You know, I, that's, the, that's the issue. It's okay to change a character's origin up. Him being on the island, off the island, all this stuff is great. I have no problem with like some of that flashback stuff and everything. And the stuff that he's encountered on and off the island is fine. But it's, it, it, at some point, it's like... He's got to be on the same journey because otherwise he's not the same character. You can tell the story of the journey in different ways, and 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 I think that's what you mean by that. But I but because I don't think they've deviated so far from the character, I just they need to pull out of the darkness a little bit. I'm not saying make it jokey in a comedy, but pull out of the darkness a little bit. 
and uh, and 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 let's see him do adventure rather than drama. I think there's a difference, and I think that the Green Arrow needs some adventure, not so much drama. Says I'll end this. What what are your thoughts on Once Upon a Time? I've just recently gotten into the show thanks to Netflix and binge watching and loving it. I enjoy Once Upon a Time. This new season or this new part of the season with the villains all kind of coming together has been really interesting. I think they're doing a good job of it. They're finding something for most everyone to do. Um, and they just, uh, the most recent episode I've seen, just finally got a door open. And um, it's going to be interesting to see where things go from there. Jeff Lane says, uh, wanted to say thanks for having this paper world be part of Goliverse Reads. I can't wait to hear what the group thinks. You know how much the community you've created mean to me and having their honest opinion will really help me. Secondly, I want to ask your opinion on something. I was hoping to get... Oh, but never mind. Uh, yes. Um, I wanted to respond to this part by Jeff Lane to remind everyone, if you want to be part of the book club, it's easy. There's no purchase necessary. Uh, <laughs> you can head over to geekoutonline.com slash reads geekoutonline.com slash reads join up our book that we're reading this month for the discussion next month is this paper world by goliverse member jeff lane and um and there's uh if you want an audio version of it he actually did a podcast uh audio version of it and i'm sure he'll be willing to get us all the deets on that um it's available in ebooks and that sort of thing so uh head over to geekoutonline.com slash reads join up at the Goodreads uh, page with uh, the Goliverse and jump in the book club with us. We got our book club episode coming up next week as we discuss Andy Weir's discuss. Who am I? Sean Connery. As we discuss Andy Weir's uh, The Martian. It's going to be good times and good stuff. Dylan Newhouse chimes in. Oh, we read this one last week too. Why did I not unstar it? Alicia Pettit chimes in on a conversation had with Scott Rife and myself on the last episode. She says, hello, Steve. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of emails. So I thought I would just pile on. The last episode of Gold, the topic of diversity came up again. So I'm putting in my two cents. For me, I don't want producers of movies, TVs, music, toys to say, hey, let's put in a woman, a black guy, or get a twofer with a black woman. For me, I just want them to hire some non-white men for the roles. For example, don't cast a 30-something white man for the new Indiana Jones. Cast someone of color or cast a woman. Uh, very few of the roles out there require a gender or a race for the role. I mean, list one reason Batman could be played by a black actor. I say uh, man because the name is Batman, just like you wouldn't cast a man to play Wonder Woman. Because as a woman, I can say I'm tired of women's movies, TVs, ads, games, roles, being the wife, the girlfriend, the cute girl down the hall, the mom, and so on. This Christmas, I was buying toys for Tots. It's very hard to find a young girl toy that, was a, uh, that wasn't a, <laughs> a slutty doll. Or wasn't a skinny, white, blonde, blue-eye family set. I'm a white, blonde, with blue eyes, so believe me, the number of dolls and toys with these characteristics is much greater than the number of people that fit that description. It's not about, uh, I need to see someone that looks like me to like this. It's, if everyone is telling me this is the ideal look, it can mess you up. It's starting to go down the road that the media has in shaping how you see yourself. So to wrap up, don't change your ad characters, just change the people that play them. Hope this helps, and that's from the Admiral. I'm going to come back over the the top on you and, and just use your argument really quickly because you talked about Indiana Jones, um, cast someone of color or cast a woman. Okay, why not cast a man to play Wonder Woman? Because that, that fundamentally alters that character. Um, 
because suddenly, you know, the whole idea of Wonder Woman is she is a female. When it comes to um, to a lot of these to, to all these characters, Indiana Jones is set in a time, quite frankly, and I'm just being honest here. All right, uh, this is just being honest. The thing about Indiana Jones is it's not set in modern day. Indiana Jones is set in a time where you're going to be hard pressed to to have believability that in America there's a a, a professor at a college of archaeology that you know it, it's just it's the time frame that it's set in. All right, that's not me saying that Indiana Jones should not be a person of color, should not be, it's just saying the time frame. When it comes to a lot of these superheroes, and I didn't make this point on last, here's why studios and the companies that, that work with these studios on these characters are loath to change dramatically or drastically change the look of these characters as far as skin tone goes. Obviously, Spider-Man puts on a mask that covers his whole face, but Peter Parker does not. And for since for almost fifty years since the nineteen sixties, uh, Peter Parker has been a white kid. Now, does that make sense in today's society? Not necessarily. It really doesn't. You know that there's a white kid from Queens doesn't quite make sense. It's not. You know that's that's going to be a bit of a minority there. But what you're asking this company to do is restructure its marketing and everything around this. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Okay. Understand that that's, this is not me now saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying, understand why companies are not quick to do this. It's because there is a set look and feel of these characters such as, and I'm talking about the comic book characters that from a marketing standpoint, I think that, uh, that, that you're going to hear comic book people be like, well, we've got this image already, you know, now we have to re-educate people. And is it worth it? Sure. My thing is get the right actor, actress in the role. That's all I ask for. That's all I've ever asked for. And, but if you're trying to shoehorn someone into a role because of their skin color or because of their gender, then you're doing the wrong thing. You're doing it wrong. That's been my point in this whole diversity stuff all along. I am not against characters of color. I'm not against female characters. I'm not against strong female characters. I'm against shoehorning people in because of this. And it should offend women and it should offend people of color that there are companies who just try to to pander to them with this type of casting and with this type of writing. Because then what happens is you end up with very shallow stuff. Look, do I think that Idris Elba could play James Bond? Yes, I do. I don't understand why anyone would say, well, he's not supposed to be a person of color. I don't understand that at all. Um, I don't understand why Batman could I mean, from a character standpoint, there's nothing stopping these guys in 2015 from being that. But when you're talking about comic book characters that have established histories, you're talking about an image that has been burned into the hearts and minds of people for years and years and years and years. Miles Morales is Spider-Man in the Ultimate Spider-Man universe. Peter Parker's come back. Miles Morales is a great Spider-Man. He's a great character and a, and a great kid. And he works so well as Spider-Man. But the thing about Miles Morales is, is he does what he does to honor the memory of Peter Parker. So if we're going to get a Miles Morales in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have to have a Peter Parker first uh, to die so that, Miles Morales can, you know, honor his memory, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I look at uh, I look at characters like Falcon, who was never, to me, a, a second-tier character. 
you know, Cap- Falcon had billing with Captain America. He was in the comic with Captain America for years and years and years. Um, and he's a black dude in, in the comic with Captain America for years and years and years, who was is equal and is now Captain America in the comics, you know. Uh, it works. You know, Steve Rogers is not Captain America right now. Uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, is. And why not? You know, it, it, it works and it makes sense. It made more sense when they made Sam Wilson Captain America than it did when they made Bucky Captain America um, after the whole Winter Soldier stuff. Because Sam Wilson had been around. Time-wise, timeline-wise, um, Falcon had been with Cap longer. So what I'm saying is if it makes sense, great. If it's a good actor, good actress in the role, wonderful. If you're just shoehorning something in there to pander to people, we should all be offended by that. That's all I'm that's that is my point left and right. And people who just and people who get up on their stump to cry out for diversity. Now Alicia gets into image issues in her email, and that's a whole different ball of wax. Because that has less to do with diversity and more to do with you're really, you really are messing up people's minds when you start saying this is the ideal way to look or be or act. You, you start to try to set a trend that people follow and, and they end up having bad self-images. They end up feeling, you know, based on their looks, based on their body type, based on... And, and it's like, get over that mess. Uh, but it's hard when you're being bombarded with that look and feel. The, the, the image projections that are out there are different, I think, than the diversity. They may go a little bit together, but um, but it's a different slant than where I'm coming at from on all this stuff. Um, so anyhow, Martin Long chimes in. Hi, Steve. Long-time listener, but first-time emailer. Woohoo! First of all, let me tell you that you have far exceeded mediocre for a very long time. Well, thank you, sir. And speaking for my wife and I, you're essential listening for us both every week. My wife, Stephanie, and I are huge uh, he says fans of the Goldiverse, but we know we have listeners, not fans. Stephanie loves Disney Vault Talk, Geek Out Loud, and Rebel Yell. Well, I'm a keen listener of Mark Out Loud, as well as the aforementioned podcast. I wouldn't expect you to remember it, but it was a real honor for both of us to meet you and Jimmy Mack at the Rebel Force Radio meetup at Star Wars Weekends last year. It was our honeymoon while we were there, and in all honesty, being able to meet you and ride Star Tours together with all the other fans was absolutely awesome. I wonder if you remember Stephanie really putting you on the spot when we came off the ride by asking you to do your hilarious laugh that has had us both in fits of laughter on many occasions. I remember that. I remember you guys vividly. I do it because you're from the UK. You got your accents going, and British accents always stand out, sir. Um, those English accents from across the pond always stand out. So I definitely remember you guys, and I do remember her asking me to do the laugh, which it's like, that's weird because we weren't really saying anything funny. He says the fact that she just asked you to laugh spontaneously without any reason to do so. <laughs> That's true. That is kind of, it's like, hey, could you do your laugh for us? <laughs> don't tell me a joke. Don't do nothing. You know, don't don't fall on your face. Don't just, just I'm going to ask you now to laugh without doing anything to prompt laughter from you. Hey, could you laugh? Yeah? You c- could you? No? Oh, okay. All right. But she did. She's like, oh, I love your laugh. Could you do your laugh? And I just kind of chuckled because I'm like, this is awkward. Um... She said, uh, you did, however, handle it very well and gave her a little giggle, so I thank you for that. We'll be coming back to Star Wars Weekends again this year from UK, our fifth year in a row, and I hope to be there for perhaps a goal meetup. 
as you, we can't make it to celebration this year, so we'll hopefully be able to make up for it in some part at Disney World. Indeed, I hope you guys are coming the weekend. We'll be down there that uh, fifth weekend, um, and it's in June. Let me look at the dates here for show of which weekend it's it's going to be. I'm going to go ahead and and say right now, tentatively, I'll be there. I I, I don't think there's any reason for me to miss at this point but you never know you never know what might happen between now and then i i may have another washing machine blow up it's the weekend of june the 13th and 14th that that saturday and and sunday i guess it starts on friday the 12th and um anyhow that's when uh that's when we'll be down there <clears throat> i hope to do i don't think there'll be enough people who listen to gold to be there to do a goal meetup uh this is all rebel force radio stuff so uh, he says, your previous Star Wars Geek Out Loud episode was absolutely fantastic. Your love and enthusiasm for Star Wars shines through every time you talk about it. And when we listen to you, our love and appreciate it, our appreciation for it grows even more. Speaking, more f- speaking for myself, being a 30-year Star Wars fan, I wouldn't think that was possible. But Steve, you made it happen, my friend. Your, my, my mind has been blown on several occasions when you and your other listeners send in or discuss a new theory or perhaps the story, the force, the political web of Palpatine, whatever the subject happens to be, it's always awesome. I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that would agree that you should perhaps produce a monthly podcast exclusively about Star Wars. Perhaps less of a Steve Star Wars corner and more of a Steve Star Wars summit. I don't want to try to create even more work for you, but I think it would be incredibly popular, insightful, and let's be honest, there's so much to talk about at the moment. If you do read this email, Steve, it would make my wife Stephanie's year and make me a popular husband. If you could say happy first anniversary to her. Keep up the amazing hard work and best wishes. That's Martin Long from Cambridge, UK. Martin and his wife, Stephanie, uh, I do remember meeting you guys on your honeymoon at uh, Disney Weekends in Orlando. I looked horrible. I am fat. He sent a picture, and it's just me and three other good-looking people, man. Martin and Stephanie and Jimmy Mac, and there's... Fat old ugly Steve. But anyhow, uh, hey, happy one year anniversary, guys. One, two, happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. Happy anniversary, you guys. And, uh, you know, I like to think that um, Geek Out Loud and the Goaliverse is central to keeping your marriage together. So we're going to keep the Goaliverse rolling along uh, just, just for you guys, you know. We're going to make it all for love, is what I'm telling you. Mm. We're going to do a special long disc request and dedication. This is a song that Martin didn't even ask for. But to me, it goes hand in hand with the goal of verse and Martin and Stephanie's marriage. All for love. It's my go-to song here lately for lovey stuff. Man beat a day gator to death in Florida. He said he didn't know it was illegal. Oh, was my mic on just then? Sorry. Alright, sing it with me, everybody. Let's make it all for love. All for love. 
um, Daniel, you can't say stuff like that in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not funny, but Daniel said in the chat. <laughs> Daniel, you can't do that. I just flipped over to the chat at mixer.com slash go the first. <laughs> it's not funny at all. Daniel, um, <clears throat> Daniel just says Brian Adams died last week. And that's not true. I mean, it's not true. And it's not funny to even think about it. You can't do stuff like that, sir. You don't toy around with people's lives that way. That is horrible. Oh man. Um okay. <laughs> also, Alicia in the chat, the Admiral, making me feel horrible at my response. I totally see where you're coming from, Alicia, and I and I get it. Um and and, and you know, and I'm I want you to understand I'm on your side. I'm just saying there's no need to shoehorn it in, and I was trying to explain why um why corporations may tend to say, you know what, we're not comfortable with this. And it comes down to, you know, a 50-year history or, or more, in some cases, 75-year history plus with these characters and, and the way they look on the page and have looked. Um, that's all I'm saying, you know. That, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Um, Pain Train on the Twitter sent me a... Uh, a private message on the Twitter. And, I, and guys, if you send me a direct message on the Twitter, good luck. I mean, that is a crapshoot at best. Uh, I've missed a lot of good stuff because the, the best way to get in touch with me, if you want something from Geek Out Loud or answered or, or, or question you have to ask, is email geekoutonline at gmail.com. But I did happen to see the direct message from uh, at Pain Train on the Twitter, and he asked about uh, Star Wars canon which Star Wars books are canon? Could I, could I find them a list? It's really easy at this point. Uh, everything that's come out since A New Dawn. You started A New Dawn, which came out, I think, toward the end of last summer, uh, early last fall, uh, by John Jackson Miller. Boom, you're off to the races. Everything else, canon, canonical, canonical. So uh, that's at Pain Train on the Twitter. The Pain Train. At the pain train. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got uh, some snippets to go through and um, that sort of thing. Oh, and apparently the last Darth Maul mini from Dark Horse. Thanks to Scott Rifen in the chat. Scott, the uh, somewhat co-host, I guess, of Geek Out Loud all of a sudden. Anyhow, we're going to take a break. When we come back, a few snippets, a few shout-outs. Some announcements, and uh, I'm sure we'll sing some more and stuff. So, and I'm laughing at the chat. Here we go. <clears throat> I, I, I'm kind of. I want to sing along with this song because this is one of my favorite songs to sing along with. So, give me just a moment. We've already, we've already ruined an anniversary. Let's ruin Foreigner. Sing it out. Sing it out. I can't do it. Feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. I have waited a lifetime. 
Hey folks, I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And we're here to tell you about our podcast, Flicks. Flicks is a podcast that reviews the biggest movies hitting the theaters, such as Captain America, Winter Soldier, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Amazing Spider-Man, Godzilla, Dolphin Tale 2. What? No, why would we review Dolphin Tale 2? The first one had Morgan Freeman in it. Morgan Freeman works with Batman. Anyway, we don't only cover the latest, we also cover the greatest. When there isn't a blockbuster hitting the local theater, we're talking about some of our favorites from the past. Movies like The Goonies. Star Wars, featuring Steve Lawson. Gremlins. Terminator. National Lampoon's Vacation. The Last Airbender. Dude, no one liked The Last Airbender. You did. Stop derailing the promo. <sighs> now, why should you listen to our show out of all the other movie review podcasts out there? Because we really do love the movies we talk about. And because every couple of years, Steve Glosson comes on and talks Star Wars. Seriously, dude? Hey, know your audience. Fair enough. Listen to Flick's podcast because we know Steve. In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures of all time are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends has banded together to take on these iconic movies. This year, we're exploring some of our favorites from 1984 and 1985. Each month, we tackle two to three movies and talk about why these are the films that will endure forever. In February, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, and Nightmare on Elm Street. March... 16 Candles, and The Breakfast Club. April, Conan the Destroyer, Commando, Red Sonja. May, The Goonies, The Explorers. June, Amadeus, and Muppets Take Manhattan. July, The Never-Ending Story, Return to Oz. August, The Terminator, Back to the Future. September, Karate Kid, Rocky IV, Teen Wolf. October, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, A View to a Kill. November, Starman, Enemy Mine. December, Revenge of the Nerds, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Weird Science. From time to time, we'll also skew off from the regular timeline and release special episodes. But only if we feel like it. And you'd better believe we feel like it. Find us on iTunes as the 30-something Movies Podcast. On Twitter, we're at 30podcast. That's at 30podcast. And on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash 30podcast. Come with us if you want to relive your favorites. Whether you need to travel for a necessity or just enjoy getting away, taking a trip has never been more affordable. For our 425 rooms to mark our 40th anniversary of being named the best hotel in the area, the Grand is locked in on our new low rate. Our vintage hotel with the same furniture and decorations from the 70s, with our free continental breakfast and accompanied oversized swimming pool and hot tub, we're the home of the famous floating sausage. We know you'll love it. Just listen to these satisfied customers. So romantic with the smell of the bacon, and the, the egg, and the chlorine. I love America. Hey, listen, I'm staying at the Grand. They've got a great breakfast buffet. <laughs> you can sit right there in the hot tub yeah. and have your breakfast and listen to some good quality music. This holiday season, if you're looking for a 1972 look, feel, and price, look no further than the Grand. 
Mike Snippet time. That uh, last e- that last commercial you heard was one that was done for us a while back by our good friend Jimmy in Georgia. Uh, Jimmy put that together after a story about me staying at the Grand Hotel up in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, the home of the floating sausage, uh, where we talked about there being a breakfast buffet right near the pool and hot tub area and the live music on a Sunday morning and just how horrible this hotel was. Well, the Grand Hotel has been demolished officially up in Pigeon Forge. I'd seen some pictures where they were gutting it out and there was talk of renovations, but apparently it's been completely 100% demolished. I'm sure there'll just be some cheapo Hilton or some such put up in its place, some chain hotel, nothing is down home and as friendly as what the Grand and as elegant is what the grand was so uh i just bring that up because we hadn't had a chance to do a big honking show in a while and i wanted to mention that to those of you who listen to the big honking show you know what that's all about also uh snippet i uh, fixed my washing machine ladies and gentlemen all by myself with a little help uh from my internet friends and the youtubes and everything what what a what a what an emergency it was Friday night as I came home to water standing in the floor of the laundry room as my washing machine refused to cut off and I began to I finally got it stopped got everything drained cleaned up and then I said now it is time to look and see what must I do to fix this thing and I found various and sundry helps and videos and uh, finally got a part ordered got it here Monday and I fixed it all by myself that's right all by myself all by myself snippet uh daredevil starts friday this friday april 10 um on netflix it's all going to be released as one thing just like they do with house of cards and orange is the new black and the unbreakable kimmy schmidt and such as and so forth uh i saw on a ask me on on a questions on tumblr from joe uh casada that 12 a.m. Pacific time is when it'll officially hit the Netflix. So that'll be 3 a.m. my time. Therefore, Steven will be asleep. Uh, probably won't be able to binge watch it. We've got a busy weekend coming up. A lot of different things going on. Uh, I'll probably watch a couple episodes Friday. Roll on into the following week. Maybe, hopefully, by next time uh, we do a show, uh, I'll be able to talk a little bit intelligently about Daredevil. Really looking forward to it. It's got a lot of good buzz. There's been a few reviews already posted of some stuff where some people have been able to see some things, and everything looks really good. So I'm excited to check it out and see what uh, to see what Netflix has for us as it pertains to to the old Daredevil. There's been a really cool saw a really cool diagram that just kind of walked through the history of the look of Daredevil, and and thankfully they didn't leave out the trial of the Incredible Hulk suit, which looks remarkably like the black suit that he's going to be wearing early on in this show and uh, that was designed later on that Frank Miller gave him. Frank Miller took that. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that he took that black suit from the idea of that black suit from the trial of the Incredible Hulk. So you guys, I'm just saying that uh, it came came right, right off the Incredible Hulk TV show. Uh, snippet time continues on. The Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice trailer is confirmed to be dropping with Mad Max Fury Road on May 15th. So uh, start looking soon. Uh, if if uh, Warner Brothers does anything remotely similar to 
what Marvel Studios has done. They'll go ahead and leak it early. Um, they were trying to find a time where the hype and buzz would be kind of dying down from Avengers um, before they released it this summer, and that seemed to be kind of the good time for them, is what I'm understanding based on some of the stuff I've read. I just want to say this. If you release the teaser or the trailer or whatever you release and it's awesome enough, uh, you're going to get hype. There's going to be hype. Uh, and, and I don't think that... I don't think that, that a lot of studio execs and stuff realize that, even nowadays, just how powerful social media is and how, you know, the bazillion things start trending. And, and because of the ADD nature of of web surfing these days and social media, that it doesn't matter anymore when it drops. It, it just, when it drops, it's going to drop big and it's going to be huge. People are really anxious to see some moving footage from uh batman v superman dawn of justice and and so i think this is going to be a big hit no matter what not saying people are going to like it i just think it's going to be huge you're going to get tons and tons of downloads and a lot of buzz off of that really excited about uh this next snippet snippet uh tron 3 is a go we've talked a little bit about this it was in an email earlier but olivia wilde is coming back as cora for sure uh garrett hellman is going to be playing, uh, or Headland. I'm sorry, Garrett Headland is going to be playing Sam Flynn again. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's like, I, for, I saw something where they were saying that the name could be like Tron something, the, the official title, but there's no official title yet. It's Tron 3. Uh, as long, look, this is real, guys. I thought it was just rumors, but now we're getting casting reports and everything else. Uh, they are indeed moving forward with Tron 3. And this is just super exciting to me. I loved, loved, loved Tron Legacy. I we need to. I need to find my Tron buffs out there. Who are my Tron buffs that want to like really just sit and geek out about Tron? Because I, I mean the original movie and Tron Legacy. I'm all about sitting around and talking through some Tron. It's good stuff. Um, Doc Zin says Tron Three buy tickets or Olivia Wilde wear sweatsuits. I'll watch Olivia Wilde in sweatsuits that's fine um i'm all about i'm all about olivia wilde as cora and i you know i she's had a nice little run i i was first aware of her in house i think but she she's one of these chameleon type actresses uh because when i see her in other stuff i'm like i don't recognize you as being the person you were in house and i don't say that in a bad way i say it in a really good way she's a great um she's a great great actress uh daniel and he says legacy was great never mind the original uh i dude i love them both that's my thing that's my point is i love them both um i'm all about some tron so uh so looking forward to that and so glad to hear those guys are coming back and some unfortunate news um snippet Whoopa! uh the avengers will have no credits button they'll have no end credits scene this uh from superherohype.com um ew spoke with both i guess it comes from ew but i'm reading it via superherohype.com ew spoke with both writer director joss whedon as well as producer and marvel studios president kevin feige who i don't feige 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 foggy <laughs> who revealed that they couldn't figure out a way to do the fan favorite shawarma scene from the first film uh, Okay, 
We all came at it separately. We don't want to chase that. Whedon says that was a jewel and a weird little quirk. Agreed. There will be a tag, Feige clarifies, revealing a short scene will appear mid-credits, but there's no post-post-credits scene. There's nothing at the very end, and that's not a fake-out, Whedon says. We want people to know so they don't sit there for like 10 minutes and then go, Son of a... Uh, Feige also confirms that despite rumors of an appearance, Captain Marvel will not be appearing in the film ahead of her solo film set for November 2nd, 2018. Other Avengers news, a new world tour featurette for the film has debuted online, which you can check out uh, on YouTube and other places. Now, here's the thing. If you've got, to me, rather than have that mid-credit scene, go ahead and move it on back to the very end. The the whole the, the whole poetry to me of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not that there's a mid-credit sequence and then an end-credit sequence. It's that there's an end-credit sequence period. That there's a reason to stay in your seat until the end end of the movies. Not just to sit and enjoy the score or the music and you know and read what names you can. Fun game to play with your friends at these movies is try to read aloud as many names as you can as they come up uh, across the screen. You don't have to read uh, their roles necessarily, but just read as many names as you can aloud, and you'll find out that you cannot read that many. Unless you're like an auctioneer talk. Unless you're like, Betty bought her about some better, but she said it's better, better. If I put it in my battery, it'll make my battery better. So she bought a better, better, better. It's better, 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 better. Uh, but I mean, like, to literally name them and read them, it's a fun game to play. Um, <clears throat> so no, so mid credits, but no end credits. It just makes me sad. I feel like, as I said, there's a symmetry to the Marvel Cinematic Universes that hinge on that, uh, end credit sequence ever since the first Iron Man. And I feel like all you got to do is just some clever editing and stick that bad boy at the end. It's, I mean, look, I'll do it. It's, it's, I'll come in, you can pay me 30 bucks to take the 30 minutes and just move it. Uh, <laughs> Especially if it's in a computer. I know how to move that around. I can do that. That's something I can do. It's not going to be that hard. So, um, But Whedon is, uh, is... I don't know. I just feel like that sometimes... I don't know. I don't... The minute I start saying anything negatively against Whedon, all the, the Whedontologists come out of the woodworks, man. They do. It's a true story. I'm not lying to you right now. It's a serious, it's a serious business. Those Whedon, you Whedon cult followers, man. You guys, you guys, you know who I'm talking about. Snippet. Through the force, things you will see, other places, the future, the past, old friends long gone. Okay, hit it! For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. You were the chosen one! Many Bothans died to bring us this information. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Who am I? That boy is our last hope. That's not wise to upset a Wookiee. Crush them! I am a 
Jedi. Like my father before me. Use the Force, Luke. Man, Star Wars is coming to digital uh, formats everywhere. I'm talking it's on Google Play, and it's on iTunes, and it's on um, Disney Anywhere, and it's on Amazon, and all these different formats to, to do it. I uh, This is just cool to me, because to have... A legal copy of uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> a legal copy of this is is good stuff. Now, here's here's the thing on iTunes, they're twenty dollars a pop. All right, some cool digital special features. If you if you have um, if you have uh, some of the other movies that have been released, you know, and you can do them digitally. You know, uh, Thor: The Dark World comes to mind because it's sitting right here in front of my face. When you go to iTunes and play it through your iTunes, you'll have the option to play some special features that come with the disc. They're doing this with the Star Wars. Um, I don't know that there's going to be any. Um, I don't know there's going to be any thing about the movies that are specially updated or anything. Um, <clears throat> but uh, at Disney Anywhere, you can get five of the movies. You can't get Star Wars, the original Star Wars, and apparently. Um, uh, that's that's the only place you're going to have trouble getting it because, and I think that has to do with the Fox distribution rights. Um, so apparently they have the distribution rights until Kingdom Come on the original Star Wars. So um, I've never said no to buying Star Wars. I love the idea of having these in HD in the palm of my hand at any given moment to be able just to sit down, pull them up on my iPhone and watch Star Wars. Um, now Scott Rifen says they own the film. Oh man, am I about to have to learn something here? <sighs> I thought it was just distribution rights. I thought it was, I guess they do own, I don't know. I didn't realize they own the film. I, that makes no sense to me. But anyhow, I'm not saying, uh, Scott's obviously right. If, and when it comes to issues like this, Scott's right. So... That's that's my take on on some of this stuff, um, but anyhow, going back going back to the thing, I, I I'm going to buy Star Wars however it was. I remember when the uh, when when the when the original trilogy came out on VHS for like the fifth time between episodes one and two, um, and so I uh, I was wondering what in the and, and guys, it really came down to the cases looked really really neat. And I was like, oh, how can I possibly justify buying these again? Well, I didn't have a widescreen version of the film, so I bought the widescreen wide screen version. And, um, and was I mean, that was my justification for it. Uh, the DVDs have always been, since the first DVD release um, of these movies, there's always been something special about each subsequent release. Start, they've done a really good job of giving you some reason other than just a repackaged film to buy it again. This time around, there's a couple of new special features, but more or less you're getting a lot of the older stuff uh, mixed in there. Um, the Blu-rays look incredible. I'm, I'm just going to say that straight out. I don't care what you say about the changes to Jedi. I still kind of 
I'm bothered by the blinking Ewoks a little bit here and there, but quite frankly, the Blu-rays look magnificent. They are beautiful, beautiful to look at. And this is going to be a digital HD version, so this is going to be beautiful as well. Um, with uh, <laughs> Scott Rifen, I, I didn't doubt Scott at all, but he sent a link. Collider Fox still owns rights to Star Wars A New Hope. Uh, box set releases could be tweak, tricky, tweaky, tweaky. Fox still owns rights. Woke up this morning to find this is from Collider.com uh, from 2012. Uh, Star Wars home video releases are still tied up in a tricky bit of legal shambles. 20th Century Fox still owns Episode 4 New Hope. Uh, with the release of the new Star Wars in 2015, it's safe to assume that there's some money to be made. Also releasing some sort of box set and films around that time. Um, Fox owns distribution rights. Distribution rights to New Hope in perpetuity. In all media worldwide, they also hold theatrical, non-theatrical, and home video rights to the other Star Wars films through 2020. But their ownership of A New Hope is without an end date. That they keep look. He just said distribution rights and ownership. I don't know that, that his language is not very. I want to say this is Adam Chitwood. Adam is they owns. Uh, I don't know. I, I will say, yeah, they own episode four. That's fine. Obviously, Disney's worked that out behind the scenes, though. Um, so, there you go. They, they've they obviously... Keep going, next paragraph. As such, quite a bit of legal, re, legal wrangling will need to take place before we see another complete box set home video release. Star Wars, a collection of all the films cannot be released until Disney and Fox strike some sort of deal, given that the latter company wholly owns a new hope. Okay. All right, I see. Fox likely feels burned that Lucas didn't sell his company to the longtime partner studio. I, I, listen, I don't think they feel burned at all. Um, I think, you know, they, they, they weren't going to pay $4 billion for Lucasfilm. They weren't going to do it. I mean, I'm sorry. Fox is powerful, but they're not Disney. Um, and they couldn't do with the Lucasfilm properties what Disney could do. And not to mention, you also have the the Paramount stuff with Indiana Jones. It made more sense for someone who's more of an entertainment company than just a studio to buy um, that. So I, I take, I take uh, umbrage with that statement. But anyhow... Obviously, they're going to come to a deal. Obviously, Fox is going to make a lot of money anytime Star Wars is released. And obviously, they're going to be um, to be okay. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the thing is, I want to get back to talking about these digital releases. The thing is, is they're so expensive. Like, I can go buy a Blu-ray of something. And I always buy the Blu-ray that has, like, the digital release, you know, with it the digital the combo pack i'll buy the dvd blu-ray digital i'll buy the i'll buy the dvd blu-ray 3d blu-ray digital just to have the versions in case i ever end up with a 3d system or some such um but i really i really dig digital movies and digital media i, I dig having them at my fingertips uh on a portable device in, in this case my iphone um and i've got star wars on my iphone you know, uh, but I had to do it through kind of nefarious means and the quality is not quite there. And, and with this, it would be, and 
you know, I'm just, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm having a hard time justifying 120 bucks on on these movies. So it may be I'm going to drop 20 bucks to iTunes here and there over the course of the next six to eight weeks. So, um, so anyhow, so here's the question. Here's the question because I'm going to do Amazon has a great deal, but they don't, it doesn't, they're, they're, they're viewing their, their movies don't sync up to iTunes the way the music will do. Um, the, uh, the, the voodoo doesn't seek up with, with iTunes, I don't think. Everything I've looked into, nothing really syncs up except for the Disney Watch stuff. Um, so, I don't know. Um, voodoo will sync with iTunes. Voodoo will sync to iTunes via Disney. So, app. Right, but here's the thing is I want to be able just to go... The thing is, guys, is when you've got Apple TV and you can just boop, boop, boop right there... Uh, it's the way to go. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is iTunes needs to get on the ball and do a bundle. iTunes needs to follow suit. Excuse me. Um, so anyhow, having said all that, I'll probably be once a week. So my question is, is what would be the first one you'd get? What would be the first one you'd get? I'm thinking Star Wars, the original Star Wars, but I don't know. And then everyone's looking... And then all my friends look at me like, it's stupid, you have... Look, I can turn around right now and look up on a shelf, and there are three copies, three copies of the original trilogy on one little shelf in here. If I go into the other room, there's another two or three copies of the original trilogy, plus my Phantom Menace copies, plus DVDs, uh, plus the Blu-rays on another shelf. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of up to my armpits in Star Wars. So I don't know. Anyway, having said all that, I'm excited about more Star Wars. I'm excited about what it means as we are are approaching uh, Episode 7. For those of you who are Patreon subscribers and Patreon supporters at the $5 level or higher, you know that I've got my work cut out for me this month as I have three movies to get to uh, on commentary tracks. And then starting in May... Uh, to lead into the release of The Force Awakens, um, the Patreon campaign, uh, those of you who are at the $5 level or higher, are going to be doing some Star Wars on the exclusive podcast. So I am looking forward to getting into that. It, that whole thing has completely altered what it used to be. So, And I'm hoping to get some guests on and that sort of thing, particularly with, with the Star Wars stuff. So uh, so that's will be with the Patreon exclusive uh, podcast. Um, you know, down the way there on the Patreon. Uh, and finally, it's over, guys. It's over. Um, Star Wars This Is Madness Tournament has come to a conclusion. It's come to a bitter, bitter end. A lot of surprises, a lot of fun stuff happening over the course of the the brackets. Uh, it was uh, Obi-Wan over Yoda. It was Han Solo over Captain Rex on the light side. It ended up being Tarkin 
defeated by Boba Fett, and Darth Vader, of course, beat Jabba the Hutt uh, in in the dark side. Darth Vader over Boba the Fett. Boba the Fett. Boba Fett with uh, 66% of the vote to Boba Fett's 34%. Han Solo versus Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, man, like even right now, the standing's 50% to 50%. They had to probably go to an exact number of votes to get it. I mean, it was split right down the middle. They should have given it, I don't know, I feel like they should have given it to Han. Obi-Wan loses 43% to 57% of the vote. Uh, for Darth Vader to win. I believe uh, this is the first time we've had a dark side champion for This Is Madness. The March Madness bracket. I was completely wrong on my bracket predictions for this, but it was really fun, really interesting. I think the biggest takeaway from this is that Ahsoka won the vote to... um, Ahsoka won the vote to... uh, to beat... Luke Skywalker to to get into the rule of 32, the first round voting. Uh, of course, she would lose 41% to 59% to Obi-Wan, who, as you know, went on to the championship round. But I, I think that's the big takeaway from this, is that's a huge deal that, that a Clone Wars character uh, e- eked in there that way. Also, in the voting, and apparently someone told me these were trolls that did this, Jar Jar Binks uh, beat Padme Amidala 62% to 38% of the vote. Uh, he and Captain Rex were a little bit closer, 48% to 52% of the vote. I don't know if it was trolls or not, but I do think that there's that there has been in, in the past 14 years, uh, 16 years rather, a softening to the character of Jar Jar Binks. And, and, and I feel like he's someone <clears throat> who deserves uh, another look as far as the character goes. So... Um, that's the This Is Madness tournament. And I look forward to it again next year and look forward to kind of what's going to happen with our Rebels characters still in play to see how things go from from there with with the old uh with the old Rebels staying staying hot and heavy on the old uh on the old charts as we roll into season 2. Season 2 is happening at uh Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim. My land to guys. It's it's right around the corner from us, two weeks away, and I should be out there. That's all I'm going to say about that. I should be out there, but I'm not. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It'll be good times. And and I, like you, will be checking the social media on a regular basis to see what's going on, uh, looking for that, uh, looking for that old uh, that old Force Awakens trailer to drop. That's what I'll be doing. Constantly refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Well, that's Geek Out Loud this go-around. I I hadn't really been able to geek out on too much lately because I've been fixing a washing machine. I've been geeking out on home appliance repair. So there you go. Reading some Marvel comics via the uh, Marvel Unlimited app, which I still suggest to anyone who wants to get into comic book reading. Uh, some great, great stuff. Some classic Stan Lee, Jack Kirby stuff, reading that Fantastic Four run and some of the old Avengers stuff and the Hulk stuff. It's definitely worth your time to go back and read some of that. Uh, Guardians 3000, the Abnet run is finally up on um, Marvel Unlimited. was able to read that. was able to read my first issue of the new Thor 
where a lady has taken over the role of Thor, and uh, we weren't even introduced to her, uh, except for a panel at the end of this particular issue. So looking forward to see where that goes and to see what I think of her. Also on the Marvel Unlimited app, uh, the Axis storyline has started up. Uh, we'll be getting into that. And, of course, things are just spiraling out of control toward the Secret Wars thing. So uh, we'll see how that we'll see how Marvel handles that and handles everything that's going on with that. Um, hey, don't forget, next week is going to be our Goliverse Book Club month, uh, of the month, 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 wait, monthly podcast here on Geek Out Loud. If you want to jump in on the book club, head over to geekoutonline.com slash reads. The book we'll be discussing next week is The Martian by Andy Weir. It is a good read. It's a quick read. I can't suggest it enough. We'll talk about it in depth on the next Geek Out Loud. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekoutloud, facebook.com slash geekoutloud. On the Twitter, you can follow Geek Out Loud at Geek Out Loud. Follow the entire Goliverse at Goliverse. And I'm at Steve Glosson. We'd love to hear from you uh, via the email, geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Guys, if you have time, head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review for us. Uh, it helps us kind of stay high up there on the what's hot in the television and film category. I don't know why I put us on the television and film category back in the day when this thing first started up, but I did because that it was the closest to what we had uh, to the categories of what we do, I guess. Um because I was scared to put us in comedy because we're just not funny. I'm not. Uh, so, uh, but so yeah, if you'll review us and rate us on iTunes, it helps people know about us. And thanks to everyone who's been listening uh, for so many years. And to those of you who are new, thank you for joining along with us. The Amazon links are at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. If you use those to do your Amazon shopping, it helps us out in a big, bad way. And we appreciate your help. Uh, in that way using those things if you want to support us directly you can do so like our featured supporter Allison Wiggins over at patreon.com slash geek out loud round three has been recorded it's in the can will be released this Monday starting this coming Monday April the uh, what is that day going to be the, let's see if today's the 8th 13th April 13th will be the first uh, or the latest the newest Round three featuring myself and Derek and a few other or a, and other uh, new hosts will be there with us. You should be able to use your original iTunes feed. Just watch the Twitter round three show. And uh, if you have topics you'd like to hear us discuss on round three, you can email round three show at gmail.com. But you should be able to use your original feed and your iTunes feed and that sort of thing. Just watch us and we'll let you know if anything needs to change. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Love you all so much. Add me on the Tops Trader app, Steve G125. If I only have one of the card you want, I probably won't be trading it. But uh, I, I love Max Rebo. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm trying to get the Max Rebo collection of a lifetime. So hit me up on that app if you want to. Would love to hear from you and do some trading with you. Have a great whatever you're having. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud.